Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! You know, the beauty of baseball is you can sit next to your neighbor and have a conversation, or you can just completely ignore them. Baseball spoken here. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. That is a reviewable play, but the Yankees choose not to review it. A swing and a drive to deep right, away back, off the pole, Francisco Lindor. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch, a deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. It's 2-2 two to two in the bottom of the sixth, and I just can't get my eyes off that man with the tall head. It's quite a game, but man, that guy is ugly. You know that guy hasn't blinked this entire game? Just a dead-eyed idiot out on a Thursday afternoon. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. We're going to be awesome for you right now. On 1080. Hey, one for one, that's about a thousand, dude. That's baseball, baby. Help us, please. Somebody help us. The Fan. Yeah. And he hasn't had a hit in ever. In ever, Jerry. In opening day, and here's the first pitch, and the season's over. 802, welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you missed any of the first hour, you can check us out on the Les Schwab Tires podcast. Is that still who sponsors it? Did I make a mistake here? No, you're good. Did I give somebody free publicity? You are good. Okay, great. You know, I'm not I'm not up to the hip lingo. Values driven, you know. I got to yeah. like know what's going on around Values here. Values driven. It's got to be easier to say, right? Much. Yeah, I heard, I heard swag one day and I was like, oh. Somebody must have fixed that. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> and then of then I proceeded to hear a producer uh, screwed up. It was me once. Was it you? I did it once. I think you did it once. It's hard. When 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 you say the same tagline, what is it, eight times a day, every or day. six months. Or more. It's really hard to just, because you stop reading it and you just automatically say it, yeah. even though you write it down. And that time I, I even read the word values, but of course, because I was in auto mode, I saw value and I was like, value driven. I mean, values driven. (laughs) Well, I'm still curious as the texter pointed out last week. I mean, how hard is it to be a producer other than to just scomb the sports sites for updated news, right? Isn't that all you do? That made me feel good. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Isn't that the worst? I had this dude the other day, so I do have a few shifts a week that I actually bartend, and I'm pouring beer. This guy asks for a beer. I'm pouring it. The keg blows. So I'm like, oh, I'll be right back, man. I got to go change keg. Apparently, he says to some people, man, is this the first time this guy's ever poured a beer? And that that stuff drives me nuts. I'm going to say, you've been pouring beer for a long time. Yeah, and, and it's like, dude, the keg blew, man, all right? Like, I'm going to change it, okay? Don't you judge me. <laughs> 
And I go outside to check out some glassware, stupid things like that. And this dude has spilt his beer all over the table and the ground. And I just looked at him and I said, I remember when I drank my first beer. And he just looked at me and just kind of shook his head and he was like, touche. <laughs> I was like, see, don't be a jerk, man. Yeah. That's jerk karma. Yeah. That guy that, that guy that was a jerk karma to you last week, that guy's got jerk karma coming to him. Or maybe he already has. I had some really bad hot sauce the other day called karma that uh, rocked my world. It's the hottest thing I've ever had in my life. Do you I, like hot sauce? I do. Uh, this stuff was like, like it's jerk hot sauce. Not like Jamaican yeah. jerk. Like you're a jerk oh. because you're hot. I can't say the word I want to on the air. Gotcha. Uh, it's like you're mean. You're just hot to be hot. I gotcha. I gotcha. Actually, I watched a really interesting... This is totally sidetracking, but... Whatever, man. I mean, you did it to me. Do we really need to talk about Ichiro so I, he's retired? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was watching... Have you seen there's this YouTube series where this guy brings celebrities on and they try hot sauces and they go like into escalating heat levels mm -hmm. um, with celebrities? What is it? The Pascal... Is that, is that the I don't know the, the name scale? of it. Oh, oh, oh. Scoville unit. Scoville. Um, it's Pascal. What am I thinking of? Uh, it's a French name. But oui, oui. The, the, this guy, he brought on... Um, oh, my God. I'm going to blank it. Oh, Alton Brown from the Food Network. Okay. And uh, of Good Eats and, and Chop... Not Chopped. Uh, culinary Cutthroat Kitchen. That was it. Okay. And uh, Iron Chef America. And... Um, He's a really interesting personality, but he was tasting all these hot sauces. And at the end, when they got super hot, he went, this is just bad. <laughs> He's like, this is really hot. Like, this is spicy, but it's just bad. Yeah, it's because just not it, good. Because they don't mix or layer any flavors into it. They just throw heat at you to blow your mouth up. Yeah, it's it's the worst thing ever. Um, that's how I felt about uh, sriracha for a long time. That I thought sriracha really? had a little bit of flavor, but was mostly just heat. I like sriracha a lot. Um, I'm a fan. But uh, we're doing this cool thing at work. Uh, our head brewmaster has decided to, um, he went online and bought like the 20th, the 20, the 20th, <laughs> the 20 hottest hot sauces in America. Okay. But then just kept going down the list and found some other ones. So I think we're up to like 30. So it's a cool thing down at the brewery. Me and the brewers were like, whether we have food or we just open a bag of chips, we keep testing all these hot sauces. Dude, it's been really fun. There's some really good ones. Then there was that one called Karma that was just awful because we were all sweating, and a half hour later, it's still in your mouth. And even people that uh, even people that like hot sauce were like, this is not great. Like, I'm dying right here. Right. I can handle heat, and I'm dying. Right. Uh, but it's been really fun. I've had some good ones. Um I had this one from Queen Majesty, I believe is the name of the hot sauce brand. Highly recommend it. Check it out. I guess they got three of them. One, uh, the one we had was really, really good. Uh, hot Ones is the channel on YouTube. Hot Ones. And he actually makes his own sauces now, the guy who does it. And, you know, I know that it's a stage show, but Alton Brown actually said that his sauce was his favorite of all of them. He put it in first. He, like, ranked them all. He put it right in first. Which I thought was pretty cool. Like, he's right there, and he's like, this is really good, man. And it was good? Yeah. It wasn't just hot for the sake no. of being hot. It all, had flavor and some heat. All of Alton Brown's favorites were the the least spicy ones because they had flavor. There's they had some flavor. heat, 
and then the flavor. And then he actually took two and threw them into the trash can next to him. <laughs> I really badly need a green hot sauce that's actually spicy. Yeah, they're, they're usually very, very mild. I know. I want a, a green salsa, too, the same way. Like, green salsa has so much flavor in it. Can you please just add some heat to it? Mm. Maybe Why that's is it that difficult? Point. Why has nobody done this? I understand that's the point, but if you make 100 green salsas, why can't two of them be spicy? I uh, I used to hate spicy food. Like, I couldn't do it. And for whatever reason, I don't remember where it started. It might have been I went, I went to Mexico once with my family, and for the first time, I didn't have heat that burned my lips. I had heat that burned my, like, throat as it was going down. And which is the way it coming out. No. Because that burns sometimes. That's what I'm saying is it wasn't just like, hey, this is going to be a blast of heat. It was the slow burn. And I was like, this is really good. Mm -hmm. It's a slow burn. It's a little spicy, but I, I'm not dying. And then I started to kind of experiment with, with spices a little bit more. And I love spicy food now. I don't I don't like to go too hot because, like I, like I said, I still hate that, like, where the second you take a bite, you can't taste anything but heat. Like, what's the point of eating that food then to me? I was deterred for a while because I was dating this woman who put sriracha on everything like she carried sriracha in her purse and it was like we'd order pizza and it would be just a layer of sriracha and then everything underneath it so i was like I'm some tired. people do that there no i was just like i'm tired of hot sauce it just makes me angry so i stopped but lately over the last month or two with this hot sauce we're doing at the brewery that uh has got me back on track well, we just into it. We got this Porcano, which uh, many locations now, right? They have the oh. spiciest green sauce I've ever tasted. It's good. That is a texture. great. That is a great call. I have had their spicy green salsa or green sauce. It is. It is quite excellent. Um, I do enjoy that. Um, I also find it funny. Uh, Pascal's triangle is a math, math theorem. Uh, I was terrible at math, but uh, Esteban Delgadillo, if you're out there somewhere, thanks for teaching me something. I don't know what Pascal's theorem is, but it's in my brain. Uh, by the way, D uh, Joe, Dieter just shot you a text in the text line, so you should probably pay attention to that real quick. <laughs> About a potential drop from this segment. <clears throat> oh, yikes. Um, I, yeah, so hot sauce. Do you think Ichiro likes hot sauce? <laughs> I know he doesn't know who Tom Brady is. That was kind of funny. Good for you, Ichiro, for saying what he said. Yeah, but that's like the... That emphasizes the reason why John Sukanik hates Ichiro. Just completely oblivious of anything else going on around him that is not Ichiro related. All right. How do you play in you came into the league the year Brady showed up and won a Super Bowl? Look, he's just focused on baseball, man. Uh here's my real question though. The one thing I wanted to ask you man. about this whole Ichiro thing. Um, he should retire. Congratulations. Great career. Hall of Fame. He's not really retiring, though. Um, but here's my Hall of Fame He's question. He's still in the uniform every day. Did you see him celebrating with James Paxton? I right? did see that, and I was like, wait a sec. <laughs> what is going on? It's such a weird story. He though. gets to stay in the dugout. He gets to wear his uniform. He gets to warm up with the team. He's just not playing. That's so weird. So he's just a bench player. But not coming into pinch hit or pinch run. Right. He's a perma bench player. <laughs> The left guard tackle, left of the bench, guard the water, tackle anyone that comes near it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but I wonder, because the Mariners are going to play the A's in Japan next year, I wonder if Ichiro plays in those games, does that set his five-year window for the Hall of Fame back another year? Yeah. Why are you doing that, bro? I, that, I, did, I did think that's the reason why he's not officially retiring, because he wants to play in those games, which I'm sure John will love. Let's open the season and try to get a, a series sweep against the A's. Oh, wait, Ichiro starting in left field. Opening day, and here's the first pitch. 
and the season's over. <laughs> Perfect drop. Now when you now when you think about it with Ichiro in context, because he'll lead off. No, he won't. Yeah, he will. In Japan, for sure he will. Oh, God. In the months of April and May, series don't matter. Yes, they do. No. Every series matters. Uh, speaking of people that might not matter but might matter, Matt Harvey has an interesting situation going on with him. He's got himself a new home. We'll get to that next. This is the Hot Corner with Harris and Lynch on 1080 Defend. A half hour later, it's still in your mouth. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 818 here on The Fan. Boy, the text line, you guys got us fired up here. We appreciate it. A lot of it we can't read on the air, but uh, we're enjoying things, so thank you. It's been a great day for the text line. Sorry, yeah. I was. Just... Oh yeah, have you had a good day all day? Prime time. No, no, I'm good talking too? about just for us. Oh. I- I'm just saying I was uh, responding to the <laughs> recent text uh, that was sent in that just sent a shiver down my spine. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this has been a uh, this has been one hell of a text day, guys. Keep yeah. it up. Yeah, thank you. The only thing is, welcome. How come when we have a segment that is based around texting, nobody texts? I know. And then everything else is like, We have a segment on hot sauce and we get lit up. (laughs) I like that, Mike. Pun intended. What? We had a segment about hot sauce and got lit up. Pun unintended. Oh, nicely done. (laughs) You can squeeze puns in that you don't mean to. I like it. Uh, So... The Mets finally figure out their Matt Harvey situation, and that is to not have Matt Harvey anymore. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it's like, I don't like this hot sauce. Don't eat that hot yeah. sauce. All right. You done. have control. Uh, so the Mets send Matt Harvey. They DFA'd him because, I guess we'll catch everybody up. They DFA'd him because he refused to go to the minors to work on his crappy mechanics and the fact that he has no velocity anymore. He refused to do that. So they DFA'd him and sent him to the Cincinnati Reds for oft-injured catcher Devin Mesorosco. Mesorocco. Mesorocco. And cash. And cash. Wait, they paid them to take him? Yeah. Dope. (laughs) That's how bad he sucks. So, first of all, hilarious that Matt Harvey refuses to go to the minors and then gets traded to one of the worst teams in baseball. Which is a professional minor league club right now. Exactly. I did see there was a funny uh, text that came in the other day that said, so Matt Harvey refused a minor league demotion that got sent to a minor league team anyway. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Can't get away from it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, what do you think was going to happen? I refused to go to the minors. So, uh, I mean, I guess you could send me like the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Yanks, uh, the Dodgers, the Astros. Yeah, man. <laughs> send me one of there. I don't think he sounds like a surf bro, but. I wonder if the Mets were like, oh, you don't want to go to the minors? <laughs> Watch this. Watch this. Hold my beer. Well, the fact that the Reds even traded a semi-decent catcher for him. <laughs> like, I mean, the Mets need a catcher because every one of theirs is hurt. Well, Messerocco was always hurt. Right, but he had a really good year when he was healthy. So he, he could be a good player. So the fact that they traded him for Matt Harvey, what are you doing? I mean, I, I get getting Matt Harvey. Like, any team that acquired Matt Harvey, I would have had the same take is, yeah. you never know. 
he was really good for two years and really bad the other two years and hurt one of them. So, you know, you could figure it out and turn him around. But to me, the Matt Harvey thing seems a lot more about an injury or a, a potential permanent problem. Didn't he have that thoracic syndrome or something that meant lost velocity, like a dead arm, like a an artery was being pressed in his arm or something? Well, yeah, like maybe. But he also had this thing called Tommy John. That didn't help either. No, true. But that that is not... I suppose that's true. Modern medicine... That's not been and, proven to be a career killer anymore. Yeah, what we've seen these days is Tommy John, actually, they come back stronger from it. But yeah, if you have that tendon and you can't, uh, you can't have all the feeling and you have dead arm, then yeah, you're in trouble. Who is that guy? I don't know. I was going to say good defense, Chase Utley, and then it wasn't Chase Utley. <laughs> Would have been fun to bash him, but... I know. Uh, but what I will say this is I think the Reds... Trading Messerocco, I adios. He's not your future. They're clearly rebuilding. Uh, I think I think the Reds made a good deal. I mean, what do you have to lose? Oh yeah, it's, what do you it's have to a, lose? You get rid of a guy that doesn't cost you much, that is often injured. You get a guy that doesn't cost that much, who's often injured, and the upside is insane. Plus, they threw you a little bit of cash. I like the Reds making this move. What I find the most interesting about this, and maybe I'm looking way into it because of my Indians connection, but Mickey Calloway comes into the New York Mets as their manager, the pitching coach that that built the Indian staff, that sent him to a World Series, that had that potential dominant beast of Kluber, Carrasco, Salazar. I mean, Clevenger looks really good right now. Bowers looks better than he ever has. Uh, Bauer was part of that group because he was supposed to be a great player. Right. And so he moves on and gets to this, like, ultimate, ultimate staff. And he has really no allegiance to these guys, but he's going to know good pitching when he sees it. And it's like, you go to Mickey Calloway, and we're thinking about demoting him, and he won't go. And Mickey's just like, yeah, get rid of him. Don't care. So that's the biggest thing that that I'm looking at in all this is if Mickey Calloway, who's one of the better pitching coaches in baseball, is kind of like, yeah, I don't care. I don't want him. Is there really any more upside? I, I mean, mean, like, is Matt Harvey done? He demoted him to the bullpen, which yeah. no other, I mean, no other. Uh, Terry Collins. Terry Collins wouldn't do. Because <laughs> he, he was the only manager when Harvey was there, right? Yep. Collins. Yep. So he never did that. Um yeah, he went within a month. He went, You're going to the bullpen, man. You got like an ADRA. Yeah. And then his first bullpen appearance, he gave up three home runs or something like that. Like yeah. it was just awful. So, yeah, I think that's a great point. A, a great pitching eye gave up on a guy who I think still has some potential because he just, he knows. He knows it's not going to work. Um, on the flip side, if you want to look a little bit glass half full at it, is the Reds is a great spot for Matt Harvey. Because how much do you think the pressure of being the Dark Knight, Ugh. of being one of the greats for the Mets for that mm-hmm. that two year span? I mean, I know it was separated, but those Pitched two in a years, World Series to then gave being up, gave up some runs in a World Series game, if my memory serves me correct, being laughed at, being mocked by Mets fans, being told he was not good enough. How much do you think that attributed to it, along with the lack of velocity? I think a lot. I think mentally it got to him. Well, so definitely. he goes to a place in Cincinnati that has no expectations at all, and they're not expecting anything from him. They're just hoping on a lark that he turns out to be what he used to be. So he gets to go in with a fresh slate, no expectations, and just try to fix it. And I think that's the best case for him. So it's a win-win trade for both sides. The Mets get rid of a problem child, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody who does have a bit of a, I don't want to say personality issue, but somebody who doesn't always mesh with the people around him from what we've heard. And uh, so that's good for them. And then 
for Matt Harvey, he goes to a team that has no expectations. So go for it. Yeah, I think you, I think you're spot on. I don't really like to. I don't. I don't really buy a ton into like the pressure from the big city media. But there are instances in which some people just don't work. And well, it's not necessarily people, the media as much as the fans. Yeah, but, but I guess I guess the big city pressure. Period. I some I ninety percent of the time I don't buy it. But there are guys that do suffer from it and profit from it. Um, you know, just look across, just look across the city to Aaron judge. I mean, he is a God in New York city and he handles it well because he's a calm, cool, collected, soft spoken kind of dude. He's not this big, you know, giant boisterous attitude that might rub people the wrong way. Alex Rodriguez is kind of that way. Not a great fit. Jeter kind of quiet, great fit. So I, I see you in that. Like imagine Baker Mayfield for the jets. If Donald's in Cleveland, it's like if you're a Jets fan, you gotta love Sam Darnold there because he's just gonna go home, study a playbook, wake up, go to the gym, and go to practice. So you gotta kind of like that. But what I'm interested in is how much is Harvey actually going to play in Cincinnati? If I'm them, I start him, throw him out every five days. No way. Why not? If I'm them, why not? I start him in the minors and just see what happens. Honestly, because dude, he's been. He's been worse than any of the Reds starters this year. And the Reds have not had good starters this year. That is true. Matt Harvey's that bad. Don't, like, I know that they're not there to win, but it's not like they're trying to lose every game. Right, and I guess I don't mean that they're trying to lose every game, but I guess my thought process is, what do you have to lose? What if that is the situation in which no more pressure, just go out and pitch, and he's actually good again? That's my only question. Well, so you, you want them to start him once and see what happens and then make a decision? I don't think so. I think I think you've got to kind of set Matt Harvey's expectations early. I don't think you go to him and say, you're starting, and then pull the plug. That's what happened in New York, and he lost it. He lost, His ego got – He has a he's way too thin skin for it, but his ego was just hurt. So set his expectations low. Start him in the minors, see what happens, and then bring him up if you, if you want to. But – you need to kind of rebuild his brain before you can rebuild his arm, you know? Boy, I'm so glad my team wasn't interested. Yeah, me too. Does it sound terrible? It does. I guess my thing Remember is- there was the almost Matt Harvey for Mookie Betts trade? <sighs> no, I don't. And I'm glad I don't because I might never let Red Sox fans live that down. Because Mookie Betts was was not as good as he was now, like two or three years ago. He was a young guy. He was, you know, he was hitting, but like, now he's like hitting 350 and he's just unstoppable. Well, and he can't stop hitting home runs right now. Right. Uh, but I mean, I guess this is why I'm like, why not start him? Homer Bailey, Luis Castillo, Sal Romano, <laughs> Tyler Male, Ray Romano, Brandon Finnegan. Like, I don't even know if Male is Tyler Male's last name. I apologize if your mom's listening, but I don't know. How I think it's spelling. male. I think okay. it's Tyler Mayo. Sure, sure, Tyler Mayo. He almost threw a no-hitter no earlier this year. I'm, I'm um, cool with that, but I mean... Yeah, like, you're right. I mean, that rotation's not great, but... I mean, obviously not Matt great. Matt Harvey would be the second oldest man on that rotation. <laughs> this text comes in from one of our P1s. This is a Cub fan. I'm frightened of the Homer Bailey, Matt Harvey one-two punch. They bring back Bronson Arroyo. Just wait for 2019. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Bronson Arroyo. Mm-hmm. Maybe they get Johnny Cueto. I heard he can't pitch anymore either. Well, he's hurt. He was having a great year before he got hurt. Yeah, he actually was. 
I just for some reason decided to take a shot at Johnny Cueto. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for no reason whatsoever. Bring mostly back Aroldis Chapman. Mostly because I hate his shimmy. Oh, uh, the shimmy. I did miss when those Reds teams were kind of good and they'd fight the Cardinals all the time. Yeah. I kind of enjoy that. Yeah, they were good. I love it when Yadier Molina gets... Jay Bruce was on that team. Yeah. Joey Votto was on that team. Who, who was their center fielder? I feel like they had a good center fielder. For the Reds? Yeah. Um... Ken Griffey Jr. No. <laughs> <laughs> he played left. <laughs> was Jim Edmonds there? No, that was Jim again. Ed- no, Jim Edmonds played for the Cardinals. Yeah, but he played and the Angels. Yeah, but he retired a long time ago. Jim, Ed- Jim Edmonds? No, Jimmy I know. Edmonds. I know, no, no, I know. He's I know. been out for a while. I love Jim Edmonds. I'm gonna look up that team. Okay, I'm interested in that. All right. When we come back, uh, fair or foul is next. Joe will load us up with some fact or fiction or opinion questions, and we'll try to knock them out of the park. That was a pun not intended. My bad. Here's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. We did pretty well with that, though. Mike and I just went backwards from from today until I think we got. I think I got to eighty five yeah. uh, World Series champions. Even if I think about eighty four, hmm. yeah, I don't got it. All right, here's Joe with fair or foul. Yeah, and if it's the first time you've been listening to this show, I will give them a fact or a opinion based question. And uh, you guys let me know if it's fa- uh, fair, good, you agree, or foul, no good. I don't like it. No bueno. So uh, you were talking about Matt Harvey uh, and how there was a future trade or possible trade in the past uh, about him going to Mookie Betts. And it uh, turns out Mookie Betts is good. Uh, breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah. Uh, leads the AL, and I'm pretty sure the league in home runs with 13. Leads the league in average at 360, uh, but I believe in the American League he is uh, fifth in RBIs, uh, tied for seventh, rather. Uh, So I leave you with this opinion-based question, fair or foul, Mookie Betts will finish top three in the Triple Crown categories this season. Ooh, that's a nice question. I thought you were going to go MVP, and then you threw me a curveball. Yes, yes. <laughs> you and the puns today. What yeah, are you doing? Yeah. I don't know. I'm a, I, I, I'm everything that is a dad, I just don't have children. I've got uh, love handles, bad jokes. Um, I just don't have children. Um, top three Triple Crown. So average home run. RBIs. I do like it. The pace he's on tells me yes. I just know that some dude out there is going to bat 250 with 45 dingers. His name's John Carlos Stan. Yeah. And, or <laughs> Nelson Cruz. And Betts will miss out on the home run. Man, part of me does want to say fair, but I think I go foul. I'm going to go foul. I, part of it's because he's a leadoff hitter. Eventually, he will not get all the RBI opportunities that some of the other guys are going to well, get. Well, say that to Bryce Harper. Um, true. That might have saved his season from getting walked 900 times. The uh, average thing, sure. Absolutely. The way he's been hitting, I could see him getting the batting title this year. Home runs, I think that'll fall off a little bit. 
And uh, RBIs will probably be around top three if he if he can still be a big part. I mean, the Red Sox lineup is good. If they keep playing the way that they have been this season, then he'll get plenty of RBI opportunities. But I think it'll be the home runs that'll be where he'll he'll fall off a little bit. And uh, I will say, wow. Okay. Last night we saw James Paxton throw the no-hitter. And uh, so they have their ace. Well, let's look at their closer as well. The always erratic, but solid Edwin Diaz. He's been pretty Best good this Eddie. season. He has been pretty good this season. And this is this uh, fair or foul, this fact-based question. He leads the league in saves. Eddie Diaz? Um, I think this is a fact. I think this is fair. Um, I'm trying not to cheat right now. Thinking about who else has got a lot of saves right now. Well, it'd be a team that has enough wins to give you the lead in saves and they'd have to right. be close I'll tell you uh, who it's not it's not Craig Kimbrell if you catch my drift mm. <laughs> thanks Craigie boy <laughs> um I think you said in the, in the American League Joe or in the MLB in the MLB I'm gonna go fair I think he might he I if in fact I think he has not blown a save this season no, I think he has. That that is a foul statement. There. Yeah, he oh, okay. he blew one like last week. Just blew, has blown. I'll only say one save. I'll say fair. It is foul. Ugh. He is the AL leader in saves. Uh, Kimbrel and Roberto Asuna at nine. So Who's now uh, <laughs> now in some deep trouble. Ew. And uh, by the way, the the Sung Juan O guy is going to be the closer for the Blue Jays. He's available in like every fantasy league. Whoop. Nope, already did it. Damn it, Mike. Why do you say that? <laughs> uh, Wade Davis. My other league, then. <laughs> Wade Davis is your lead leaguer. Uh, wow, lead leaguer. Your lead leaguer. League leader in saves with 14. Edwin Diaz has 13. How many does uh, Vizcaino on the Braves have? That was my guess of potentially a leader. Uh, Vizcaino, scrolling, scrolling. He has six. Oh, uh, well, okay. Yeah. I guess they um, have been hitting a lot. Okay, moving on to the next one. Uh, just looking at the standings and the different teams that are in it, I believe last week you guys were talking about the NL East and the Braves and the Phillies and these teams kind of making some noise. So I have to ask, in each league, NL and AL, Braves' biggest National League surprise, Angels' biggest AL surprise, fair or foul? Sorry, Braves, I was trying to pick up somebody. Say this again. <laughs> Braves' biggest NL surprise of the season so far, a month in, Angels' biggest surprise of the AL season so far. Um, fair to me in the sense of the Braves. Uh, I thought the Braves would be solid. I thought they'd be fun to kind of watch a little bit. I did not expect them to play as well as they are right now. Um, as far as the American League, I mean, I thought the Angels were going to be good. But their pitching staff, boy. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Outside of Shohei Otani, that pitching staff is dreadful. Yeah, it's not great. Skaggs um, has been pitching pretty well. Yeah, and and Richards isn't terrible. Uh, but I'm trying to think. I mean, my biggest surprise in the American League is, like, the Twins suck. The Orioles are trash. I can't. I Those both surprised me. No, I'm going to go fair for both of these, Joe. Um, the Braves, yes. I... I I was very excited about the Braves for the fun, cute, this could be a great team in the future prospect story. That's where I was. And holy crap, they're like the best team in the NL East. I'll say second best because the Nationals are still the best team. They're just not first right now. Um, Second best team in the NL East. And the Angels, 
I knew that they were going to be improved, but I also expected Otani to be a dumpster fire based on the spring training. He has not been. And I didn't expect the rest of the lineup to hit around Kinsler, or uh, Kinsler, hit around Trout, and they have. So I will say fair for both of those, Joe. Yeah, I guess, I guess. If we're talking, uh, because I think I think Joe's leaning positive surprises. Because I think, I think so too. Honestly, if, the negative surprise for me might be the Indians. They're they're really disappointing right now. Yeah, but we in first, so don't worry. I know, but they're for what I thought they were yeah, going to no, be. I agree. I'm disappointed. I agree. Um, yeah. If we're staying, if we're staying positive, then sure, fair. Yes, we're staying positive here. We're keeping our our chins up. So, last one. This is uh, kind of a fun one, and I feel like it might just give it away, me saying it. But uh, we had our third no-hitter of the season last night because uh, we did have the combined one. All right. Uh, fair or foul? All three no-hitters this season have uh, happened in different countries. That is fair. That is fair. Yes. And it uh, happened in Oakland, Chaminea's. Mm-hmm. The combined. That's called America. Yes. Yes. You got that? United <laughs> States of America. country of Oakland. <laughs> Hey, some of those guys think they are in their own country. And then the combined no-hitter for the Dodgers was down in Monterey, Mexico, and then last night in Toronto. First time ever. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I heard that today on primetime. I did not know that. If you had asked that before today, I would have gone, uh, foul? Because I forgot those games were even in Mexico. Right. Well, I, I would have I would have caught it only because I heard somebody like Mike Harmon on the weekend. I don't know, somebody like that. Going off on the disaster that was the Dodgers Padres series in Monterey because, like, they brought out like Valenzuela and they touted him around and they did all this stuff, and everybody was pro Dodgers, but it was technically a San Diego Padre home game. So it was just kind of a huge S show down there. Uh, it was like Dodger love, Dodger love, but it was, you know, a Padres home game. Oh, so nobody cares about that. Got it. I'll put that in my notes. Sorry. Four? I was reading my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. Patrick's talking. I'm done. That's fair foul. We do that every single week at 830. It reminded next. me of the wrestling segment from last week where I just sat here and just tried not to say a word the whole segment. Uh, we do that every single Wednesday. Joe puts that together for us. We do it at 830. We'll do that again next week. Coming up, we'll make stuff up as we finish out the show as we always do. This is 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Dad Joke Central. Dad Joke Central, yep. I found a found a website. I'm looking at some good ones. You should say the last one. It was pretty funny, actually. How many apples grow on a tree? Hey, Joe. How many apples grow on a tree? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good one. That's a good one. I hope I remember that. That's my problem is I always forget jokes. And the only ones I remember are extremely inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Like Helen Keller jokes. I know those. I can't forget those. But they're just really inappropriate. Yeah, I'm I'm not much of a joke guy. Yeah. I find that my humor is more like during conversations. Like situational. Yeah, situational. Like humor. friends, Seinfeld kind of humor. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I'm obsessed. Someone's like, Mike, be funny. I'll be like, I'm, I'm boring. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, I mean, if I'm having a conversation, that could be funny many times. I'm usually the same way. I'm not a big joke guy until dad jokes showed up. Dad jokes are good. Yeah. But they're they're only good in a certain environment, I feel like. Oh, they're good at any moment for me. Well, that's what I mean, is they're good when no one's expecting a dad joke. But if, like, everyone's throwing jokes out and you throw a dad joke out, they're going to be like, really? <laughs> a dad joke? Dad, did you get a haircut? No. I cut them all. <laughs> dad, can you put my shoes on? No. I don't think they'll fit me. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Got it! <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but I just love them. They're just so dang funny. <laughs> Apparently, Nick Ahmed hit an inside the park home run today. I did. He was hustling. You, I saw that. You did? <laughs> Whoa. One thing I would never think ever wow. is that Patrick could run all four bases, even if all three outfielders fell. <laughs> Are you saying that I couldn't even run all three bases, let alone all four? No, I'm going to give you all four. You could have made it to third, potentially. If all three outfielders fell down, like there's a pop fly, and they just all three of them drop like bowling pins. And the short gloves, stuff. Gloves in the air, face down. And it cuts back to Patrick, and he's just rounding the first. <laughs> Stop at third, light up a smoke before I head home. <laughs> Mm. And a cascade of booze rained down from the stands. Image. Oh, man. All, just imagine all three outfielders at once just... <laughs> <laughs> like an earthquake hits or something and they all just fall. Uh, I think I was 12. It was baseball tryouts. And uh, so we're, you know, we're just... We're playing like a, a, a fake simulated game, you know, rotating people in and out. So you're out in the field, you're at the plate, all this kind of stuff. And I remember I hit a ball into into right center and started taking off for first, you know, and it's tryouts and I'm terrible at baseball. So I got to try really hard. <laughs> and, uh, coach yells at me. One of, one of my good friends, dad is the coach and coach yells at me. He goes, nice hit Harris, but you run like a turtle. <laughs> and I was like, awesome. I don't know if he meant that I was slow or that I was like fat waddling down. I'm not even that fat. I'm just like the most unathletic person ever. I think. Well, I was fairly good at baseball. I was, I, I mean, I was good enough to make the high school team all four years, but I, uh, I, I'm attributing that mostly because I was a catcher and there was like three of us. So, of course, I was going to make the team. <laughs> but there was once where, because I'm not, I am a lot faster than people give me credit for, but I am not that fast. And I hit a ball that we were playing at one of those fields that was like it had no fence. And it was just like a backyard it was at the back of the field. And I hit one that went pretty far that way. And I was like, oh, my God. I can get it inside the park home run. I got a double. <laughs> <laughs> hustle, hustle, hustle. I was running, running, running. And I was heavier back then, too. And I was running, running, running. And then I was like, oh, the ball's coming back. All right. <laughs> hey, double, guys. Yeah. Yay, yay. <laughs> it was it. funny because I got actually pretty bad. I went through a really bad slump in hitting the last, like, two years. I just I lost it for whatever reason. My mechanics went out the window, and I became basically a purely defensive specialist catcher because I was pretty good defensively. Mm -hmm. But um, I, was, uh, I wasn't playing one game, and he, my, my coach calls me in to pinch hit. <laughs> and the guy on the other team sees me because I'm a big dude, and he, outfield back, <laughs> outfield back. Back it up, back it up. I struck out looking. <laughs> 
So I love it. I used to play on some kickball teams. It was a curveball, and I was like, well, not going to hit this one. I used to play on some kickball teams, and it was always really funny because, yeah, it'd be like that big dude gets up, and everyone's like, all right, back it up, back it up, back it up. And he would just, like, plop singles over the shortstop, like, every time. And then there'd be a guy, like my best friend, who's, like, my size, just bombs a ball <laughs> and no one's and then the next time he comes to the play they're like oh okay this guy hit a home run last time we better back it up and he's like no nah, i'll just hit a single <laughs> yeah that classic back it up back yeah. it up it, just, it made me feel so bad because i was like guys i'm not gonna hit it back there <laughs> yeah right i'm not playing for a reason <laughs> i have a lot of strength but my mechanics are so bad right now i can barely hit the baseball man that really sucked too because i i was actually a decent player mm-hmm. and i just absolutely lost it I, w- I, sh- I wish it was, all, was, it was probably mostly mental too. I really wish I could have just been like, not for money reasons, but like a really just barely enough to make a major league roster, but only good enough to start for the Reds, not anybody else, you know? Would you rather be a starter for a bad team or a utility player that plays once a week for a good team? Well, I don't really care because I would just want to play in the league for a while so you can manage. Mm because I think I got a decent baseball mind, like in-game mind. And you would pay no attention would, to what we talk about on this show. This right. is all like opinion-based. And man, those opinions <laughs> suck. suck. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, if Aaron Boone can coach a team, I can coach a team. Oh, come on. God. <laughs> I know I set this up for us, but you're going to be Aaron Boone's not managed. He's not a real manager the entire year. They're going to win a World Series hopefully. Aaron Boone didn't manage Brett Gardner to hit a triple today or judge to go deep, did he? Nope. How to put them both in the lineup, batting in the same spot. But he too. left Gardner at number one in the lineup, even though he's hitting like 190 before well, this. Well, I would too, because he's the only leadoff hitter you got. Put Aaron Hicks up there. No. Put Glaber Torres up there. Maybe. Mm. But he's fat and can't really run. As he's, we saw Brett Gardner catch up to it. He is not fat, but he, he is a lot, a lot slower than I thought he was. Do we need to go see that Brett Gardner triple? Yeah, for those who didn't see it, Gardner hit the triple, and he was slowing up at third when Torres was rounding third to go home for the throw. That's how fast Gardner is and how not fast Torres is, apparently. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more fun, fair, and entertainment. Love you all. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week, Wednesday, 7 to 9. For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. I'll call you later. Don't call me later. Call me dad. And he would lift it, and the tip would always touch. And it would make things go off. And a half hour later, it's still in your mouth. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t